0: Information from one neuron flows to another neuron across a synapse.
1: Synapse.
0: Welcome to Synapse episode 27. Olaf, how are you today?
1: (laughs) Uh I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Uh, Amazing. Recovered already? Uh, I think it's 90% recovered, but I'm still loving my tea. And we're back from a Easter break, from an Easter break, the much-needed Easter break.
0: Yeah, although, like you said before, (laughs) (laughs) it was only two episodes, but it's not the break is not about the episodes themselves; it's about
1: everyday life, exactly.
0: But we have a very interesting show with something dramatic, something very funny.
1: And the first news is on you. Yeah, the first news is on me, and I will. I actually chose this one in particular to upset a friend of mine. (laughs) He's a Big fan of Five Finger Death Punch. And uh-huh. Throughout the last weeks, there have been articles going around back and forth, and Ivan Moody, the, the lead singer, might be quitting the band, and everybody in America lost yeah. their shit. And they were like, "No, you cannot leave us. You're a national treasure." Blah blah. <laughs> national treasure, yeah. <laughs> he went on some I don't know what kind of show in Denver on a radio station, and it was like, "Yeah, uh-huh. I, I've." He's proud about everything that he that he's done, but. <laughs> It's time to to take a break. Just so to come back and say, oh, no. (laughs) I I was was, kidding. Yeah, I had a mental breakdown and, oh, I cannot kill this cash cow. (laughs) I cannot what? You know, when you make money Uh from stuff. Oh, okay, okay. So you got to milk the cash cow. Yeah, of course. I don't see him in any other band because he's in this uh-huh typical american i don't know tailgate party band do you do you
0: think he would <laughs> if he leaves uh five finger dead punch yeah he would start like a solo project if not with another band just himself and some guest musicians and try to do something solo well,
1: i i wasn't oh uh, no, mm. How to put it nicely. (laughs) I do not like this band at all. So even if they would uh, get rid of Ivan Moody and he would start a solo Uh project with... I think the sound would be actually exactly the same. Talking about how fucking great America is. and It's just so played out, everything that they do. I know my friend loves them because of that, because they have catchy rhythm. I call them the... The not so gay manor of the USA, <laughs> <laughs> because they have all the hype and they have, they have a yeah, lot of they pyros have, they with have the, the hype, shows. Yeah. yeah, it's typical American. In also fact, with the there's show. only
0: one song I like, <laughs> and yeah, it's more like that.
1: Oh well, you 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 made me listen to the song before the show. Yeah, I will accept your Lift opinion. Lift me up. Yeah. <laughs> even the name is bad. <laughs>
0: yeah it can be interpreted weird oh
1: yeah <laughs> because because they sing also with rob halford so we don't know if exactly we yeah because rob halford's old so maybe they're singing about his erection i don't know <laughs> I, I i don't like the song it's it's just the same rhythm and then you go yeah. with the lyrics oh pull me up take me above turn me around blah blah no so ivan moody please uh-huh. make up your mind let the American focus on the wall.
0: Well, he says that he has been ex- very, very uh, stressed and under pressure because of the lawsuit by Prospect Park. That is holding, he says, is holding the new album as hostage, you know?
1: Oh, freaking boohoo. I and mean, he I- was
0: in a rehab, uh, rehab, rehab uh, facility when, you know, it happened this year, this yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, okay, so you have this lawsuit with, with Prospect Park. Yeah. Um, the main thing that you should do is stick with your band. Okay, you're stressed and everything. They're not uh-huh. allowing you to release the album when you want and anything. Okay, stick with the band. Support your guys. Be there. Uh-huh. And with Rehab, I, I don't know how many times was James Hetfield in Rehab and he put his uh-huh. shitty album out and everybody's loving <laughs> it. <laughs> That's right. I now now that all
0: the Metallica fans are going to hate you. Oh,
1: yeah. Come at me. <laughs> Oh, that album won platinum. I don't know yeah. how. I don't know how.
0: I, I'm not really convinced either. I think... It
1: <laughs> Come on.
0: The last <laughs> album of Metallica that I actually liked was the black album.
1: I hated that album. And that okay. was all. At me, it ended, for me, it ended up Justice, Justice for, for all. all. That's it. Yeah. Nah.
0: I don't know. Maybe because I saw them live back in 92 with the black album was going to be released.
1: In Mexico or where?
0: I saw them in Mexico, yes. That that was 93, actually. 93.
1: Not bad. Yeah. Uh, I think... Back in the day! Yeah, exactly. Back in the day, maybe I would have gone to one of those concerts. Yeah. When they still were wearing spandex uh and stuff like that. (laughs) White sneakers. But now... uh,
0: Mm -hmm. No. No. So, that was uh, Five Finger Death Punch.
1: Uh, I really hope they get their shit together because... (laughs) I'm, I'm sick and tired of laughing over that. I'm sorry, fans of Five Finger Death Punch, but this band is just ridiculous. I, I think they just were a bit of attention hoarding from my point of view. Okay, let's build a bit of drama, start seeing if everybody still loves us. Yes, everybody well, in America. Still especially because in you. the
0: US, drama sells a lot. Yeah, exactly.
1: They should stop doing this and focus on building that wall. <laughs> <laughs> they have right. a mission from the president. And Mexico's gonna pay for it. Yeah. You know it, Rafa. I know, I know it. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay. Maybe for Maybe what wall. <laughs> they have
0: to do is to build the wall, but around him.
1: <laughs> oh, with that ego, it's gonna be a, even <laughs> a bigger wall than the, he wants to build. So, <laughs> yeah. So next news. Next news is Ooh. fucking amazing. We're, we we heard rumors, and actually they were confirmed afterwards that Enslaved is in studio recording a new album. Uh huh. <sighs> How amazing is that? Were you ever a big fan of Enslaved?
0: Uh, I liked Enslaved, not like a huge fan, but yes, I I like Enslaved.
1: Can read the disappointment <laughs> on my face. <laughs> <laughs> now uh,
0: the thing that I like is they are back uh, back in back home, let's say at uh, Solstead Studios in Bergen. You know, chilling. They were recording a new album.
1: Yeah, their fourteenth. Let, let's let that sing a bit. 14th album.
0: 14th, yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, uh, what do you think? What do you expect from this? I mean, do you think like a continuation with uh, from In Times?
1: Let's put it this way. Enslaved has been my favorite band for a while now. So I've been following their music. I, I cannot say ever since I was born because they had albums even before I, uh-huh. I was born. But... Um, I like that. With every album, they try to reinvent themselves. So they started back in the day with all that Viking pagan stuff uh-huh. towards black metal and everything, and afterwards they they started trending to to the progressive side of things. Yeah, like combining the the brutality of of black metal with with the melodic sides of of uh, of progressive music, and I don't know, rune is in times Axioma, od it's like every album gets better and better and better, and maybe because they're amazing musicians. But oh, I, I don't see actually a con, uh, being uh, something to continue in, in times because uh-huh. I always perceive the the album as a whole. When they finish it, it's finished and. I I don't see it as trying to make a trilogy, or, or maybe that's a better example, trying to continue another album with a new album. I think they're just recording the the vibe that they're having at the moment and trying to do the best uh, with what they got. And until now, uh, it's it's really good what they brought out. I mean, uh-huh. In In Times was a really really good album. I, I uh-huh. um, you know when good bands make good albums. Like Mastodon, we, we discussed uh-huh. about that. We, they had cracked the Sky, that album. It was amazing. And afterwards they came back with The Hunter. Everybody had high expectations about this. And yeah, I didn't like The Hunter. I have it, I ordered it, I listened to it. It's there on my shelf. I don't think I'll ever listen to it again. And then they went with Once More Around the Sun. And then I saw that they're trying to move in a different direction. And Emperor of Sand, uh-huh. I think it's Crack the Sky point two the album. It's exactly why, what I expected actually from Mastodon or uh, yeah. with with the last two albums. And within Times, uh Enslaved did just that. So they had the previous album and that was really good. But w- with the fact that they managed to surprise you every time with with the music that they make. Uh till now I have nothing bad to say about uh-huh. uh an album of Enslaved to to say like oh this could have been better <clears throat> but who knows maybe number 14 well
0: <laughs> <laughs> well the label is saying that the album promises to be original and refreshing and to contain some new uh, surprising new
1: elements I hope it's not techno or some shit like
0: that <laughs> that that part of surprising new elements can always be scary
1: yeah that's true but <clears throat> everybody talks smack about enslaved when they change from pagan to progressive and it's like ah. Oh they're not true cult anymore. And uh, <laughs> and now they're still kicking ass after so many years. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a bit biased. Uh, maybe I'm a lot biased about this, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> they, they're just fucking amazing. I mean, uh, the level of, um, of creativity. I mean, um, Ivor, uh, Ivor had that project with, um, with a singer from Vardruna. What's his name uh-huh. now? Uh, and <clears throat> it, it was called Skuxia. And they did, they just did what they wanted. Like, if you watch the show Vikings, Vardruna makes the soundtrack for that and it makes, made Vardruna very popular yeah. and I fucking hate that. <laughs> uh, and Skuxia is something like that. So it's all folk, um, Scandinavian music. It's really, really beautiful. The fact that I say I hate uh, the fact that now Vardruna is popular is not because I don't like the band, it's because... Uh, Vardruna was like a small hidden gem mm-hmm. If you really had to know your metal to, to, to discover Vardruna and now it's, everybody's a, a fan of Vardruna and through the show Vikings every fucking video on YouTube with Vardruna is with Viking oh, of background
0: course. Oh. there has to be right
1: I have a, a colleague who's highly religious and she hates <laughs> everything about the devil's music and
0: oh.
1: all of a sudden she's a, a, a Vardruna fan I, okay. was, I was like do you know that
0: <laughs> what's the <that>, real
1: <laughs> <laughs> Einar yeah that's the name of the Einar guy. Einar used Ragnar. to play drums in Gorgoroth did you oh, know that, that. no uh, Gorgoroth watched that uh, video with Twilight of the um, Idols I think it's a video with crucified people and everything I was like oh, I cannot stand what anymore." like oh fucking hypocrites yeah but Enslaved 14 album I don't know when it's uh, when was it supposed to be released? I really don't know.
0: Uh, what do they say? Let's see. We have here the... No, I, I don't think <coughs> it says exactly where. Uh, when. That, actually, more info is coming uh, soon, according to their Facebook page.
1: They couldn't do anything last week because... Uh-huh. uh I mean, last two weeks because when this will air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because um, there was a Roadborn Festival and those guys are going there i think every uh-huh. year going and partying uh-huh. blowing up some steam so get your hangover straight guys and make a fucking good album
0: yeah <laughs> okay so let's move on to the next news and we have
1: uh,
0: a little change of uh, style in the music
1: you always surprise me with these bands <laughs> you educate me
0: <laughs> now we have
1: <laughs> diabolus in Musica. never heard of them
0: because they are they are a spanish band Okay. And they are going, they released already a live video, a new live video. Uh, and the videos for the track Lies in Your Eyes and the future. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Okay. What? What? Lies in Your Eyes. Uh huh. It rhymes. Even even their song titles rhyme. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Good.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> the footage was uh, captured,
0: uh, uh, during the concert with an orchestra and a choir from the Coral de Cámara de Navarra in, in the Auditorium of Navarra in Spain, back in November 2015. And it's, actually, it's a very interesting... Uh, doesn't sound that bad. It's good, it's good. And this song actually is going to be available, actually is available as a bonus track on the DigiPack edition of uh, Dirge for the Archons and originally the song appeared in the 2010 album uh, secrets
1: and well so they recorded this album in 2010 and this video is it's just uh,
0: been released which was recorded in 2015 i believe this is like uh, in between releases something to keep the attention of uh, okay of fans
1: i think it's quite okay i mean, I, I see them as uh, the spanish nightwish
0: the Spanish Night. I think they're a bit more aggressive than Nightwish. They are more aggressive, actually. Yeah, the songs are harder. Although they have their that, <coughs> is, that kind of uh, because the girl singing it
1: sounds more melodic. But are we allowed to play something or no?
0: Uh, no, because in the uh. podcast, you know, <laughs> it's download on demand, so that requires a different type of license and so on. But. Uh, you can you can listen to Diabolos in Musica if you turn, uh, tune in into the radio. Yeah. They appear around in the rotation for sure. Uh, if you like them, you should go check them. It's not bad, I think. But
1: for mm-hmm. albums out, right? You told me something about that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Not uh, yeah, this was a short news just to inform you. If you like it, because actually, a uh, lot of
1: listeners. Uh,
0: back from Gotham Radio, now from Dark My Radio, likes uh, Diabolos in Musica, in fact.
1: I will get my shit together and listen to this band. Sorry, guys, I've <laughs> never heard of them before. <laughs> ah, it, it's okay.
0: Uh, check in the radio and we will play usually the albums around. And let's move on to our final news, which is, uh, I mean, I don't know if... <laughs> How to say
1: it's a funny video. It's a funny video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's uh just hilarious, I think.
1: Uh, everything you come to expect from a band called Ailstorm.
0: Ailstorm. So they are releasing a video for the song. Ailstorm.
1: Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) so if I I if I remember correctly, the song is about them going to a concert yes and seeing some little people impersonating them and at the end of the video I think they start fighting each other start fighting the little people
0: yes because they are impersonating (laughs) them playing the the song that they're supposed to be singing and it's very funny because they are going you know all dressed up uh, with actually also funny t-shirts there's a t-shirt of the Empire Strikes Back (laughs) here the Star Wars fan speaking and uh, <laughs> as they move on, uh, it's like they crashed or something like that from the from a bus or from a truck. They start to stand up and they start to go. <laughs> and as they arrive to the concert, which they are still singing, those little people are there with you know wigs, and <laughs> <laughs> they go to the bar. They start to drink beers and. Way after middle of the song, the bad stuff starts to come. They try to take cover from the instruments. They start to fight for them. <laughs> you have to see it because it's just <laughs> hilarious. And the way they look at each other, and they have a special effects, something like Batman in the 60s, you know, the
1: pow, wow, bam, <laughs> boom. <laughs> It's actually a pretty funny video. I, I mean, everything I've watched from storm this band doesn't take itself serious in any way.
0: Uh-huh. But you know, you said something before we started the the show today that, that is very true. This is the perfect band for festivals. Yeah, everybody is with beers, everybody is ready to have some fun, and they come and this, sing these kind of songs. And really easy puts everybody easy. You get going without problems.
1: Yeah, but because they have this laid-back attitude with uh, real uh-huh. easy lyrics and everything. And then somebody would come and say, yes, but also Five Finger Death Punch have really easy lyrics. Yes, but they take themselves way too serious. Ailstorm yeah, just comes, talks about beers, women, having fun. It, uh-huh. It's the perfect... RR. Exactly. So Also, then, if you
0: like Ailstorm, wait for the new CD, which is going to be released on May 26th, no great, But The Sea. And let us know if you, when you grab it, let us know what you think about the, the new album or let us know if you actually like uh, Ailstorm. There are some guys that maybe don't like them, but I think he's pretty, pretty funny band.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. You you, you mix them in the same category with uh, with God Piglani, for instance, because yeah. they also play that kind of music with accordions and... Uh-huh. <laughs> a comment Yeah, that's what they makes me safe. feel awkward and crying <laughs>
0: <laughs> and cringy
1: ah, and cringy sorry yeah. my glasses are dirty but at the same time makes me think fuck it let's drink and have fun and exactly that's, that's exactly the same that's the perfect comment you
0: you want to hate it
1: <clears throat> you but you can't in no, the end no exactly it's just it's just like Man of <laughs> War it's cheesy songs about warriors and and then you hear the battle hymns and everybody stand and fight uh, with the beer and this is yeah. what fun music is supposed to be in the metal in the metal <laughs> world.
0: And they're going to be around, right? Uh, in, yeah, in for Romania whoever then, is in Romania, in Cluj. Uh, um, uh, there's going to be the
1: big festival in near Brasov. Near Brasov, yes, Rockstar Extreme Festival. So we're going to have there uh, uh, Airstorm and Korpiklani, and both I, of them. I, yeah, as I told you before the show, I hope them. I hope they don't put them one after the other. Just <laughs> Because you would
0: like to watch both,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. You would you would get way too drunk <laughs> <you're> going to watch <laughs> them both at the, one after the other. <laughs> yeah, you will not reach the end. <laughs> oh, the no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the final part.
0: Yes, the final part which is uh, another review of an a an concert interview. Yeah. And an interview. What was the concert?
1: Uh, The concert was um, the mini-tour that Benighted had through Europe. For Uh some people who are not familiar with Benighted, they're a French brutal deathcore band. It's actually, I consider also party (laughs) music because you can go and mosh around and have some pogo. Uh Um, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday (laughs) was the concert. And... (laughs) Uh, let's start with uh thank you, so that we don't uh, forget anybody. So Jenny from Season of Mist, Domi from uh, Redback, uh, he was the tour manager, and of course Julian from Benighted, because he he allocated the time to to talk a bit of mm-hmm. uh, a bit of strange topics with me during <laughs> the interview. <laughs> so um, the concert started actually really early, and I was having a uh, health issue at that time and... Uh, <laughs> That's the <a> Coca-Cola incident? <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to have... We're going to talk about that. So we... <laughs> I... Uh, I had some problem with my sinuses for, for some weeks now and... Um, uh, <laughs> uh, the concert should have started at 7... Uh, actually started at 7.20 and the interview was scheduled for 5.20. So I was uh-huh. there since 5.20... Wow. Uh, four bands. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot drink so much as I would like to because it, if Benighted starts and plays at 10, I will be shit-faced and I won't see anything. And, as and promised, you have to
0: do, still to do an interview. Uh,
1: interview, pictures, because we promised last time that we we're yeah. going to start with photo gallery, so we're going to have them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then before the show, it's like... Because I just had my sinuses cleaned and everything, (laughs) I went and bought a coke to to refresh my and to quench my thirst. You
0: you should you should be actually more specific. You bought a Coca
1: Cola. Coca Cola. Yes,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that can be misinterpreted.
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't think. uh, Actually, I don't know if we. uh, Let's better not speculate. (laughs) So, So I took a. So I took a sip of that Coca-Cola and because my, my sinuses were so fresh and... Fresh squee- and nice. squeezy, and clean, uh, Coca-Cola came from both my nostrils because of the acidity and <laughs> the, the waiter was <laughs> looking at me so funny. It's like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? And I st- started to catch the Coca-Cola with my hand and I... <laughs> and I, drink I, it back? No, no. I, <laughs> I, I asked for a napkin and co- Coca-Cola was still flowing out my nose and people looking weird at me. It's like, oh my... Maybe, maybe people... Th- Thought that I, I did actually real coke because I read somewhere if you if you do cocaine too much then you get this deviated septum <laughs> and you cannot control the the liquids if you <laughs> like yeah okay <laughs> you see that's why you have to clarify <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had three opening bands three wow that's why the show was pretty long and the guys had to leave. In the night to arrive uh, at The opening
0: bands were Romanian bands?
1: No. Okay. N- none of the bands were Romanian. So we had the uh, Homophagia from uh, Swiss? Uh-huh. Switzerland. 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 And uh, Unfathomable Ruination from UK.
0: That means the band has no fathom.
1: <laughs> really? I do know. Do you know, know what...
0: the, ba- the movie? Uh, 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 okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Megamind. Yeah. Okay. Do you know the movie? Yeah. You know when they are... Metrocity. Metrocity, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's telling telling to that guy that became the the new... The new villain. Villain. That, you know, he has to be unfathomable. Unfathomable. uh, unfathomable, Without fathom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I get it now. Okay, you get it now. And Worm. Wormed from Spain. Uh Uh-huh. So I knew all these bands before. I... I cannot say I was huge fans of uh, all three acts except the guys from UK because they played uh-huh. more to, to my style. All the bands played fair and nice and the sound was decent and there was the usual amount of public when you saw the concert at 7 in the <laughs> evening. So I felt a bit bad for the from for the guys from Momofagia because I think they had like... 15, 20 people watching them. Oh,
0: it was too early.
1: Yeah, it was too early, but there were like four fucking bands. You had to to shift everything. Yeah. They had to leave early that night to arrive at Ljubljana on time, so sacri- sacrifices had to be made. That's why it's sometimes bad to be an opening act because you. I, I know stories about bands who open for no one. So they got on stage and there was nobody there. <laughs> nobody yeah. really. And they were started playing. I'm like, Yeah, let's have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes. It comes actually with uh, with the territory. You you risk it.
0: Okay, but by the time, uh, United came to stage. Uh, it was already the public.
1: Well, the public was there. I think um, a lot of people came also for warmed because uh-huh. they're also a pretty known band. And uh, we are. Um, we have a. Pretty decent movement in, uh, in Cluj with uh, grindcore and metalcore uh-huh. stuff uh, and deathcore. We have bands like Malpraxis or Necrovile or Klitcore or uh-huh. some. Uh, and people are kind of used to this kind of music. So um, I couldn't estimate how many people there were exactly, but I'm guessing somewhere borderline between 100 and 150.
0: Which, by the for the space that it uh, was uh, a concert... It's the space
1: should fit about 200 people. 200. So it's okay. And also for this style of music, which is pretty extreme, um, I would say it's okay, even though Benighted are kind of huge in Cluj and people love the band. I think also the fact that they were con- uh, in concert only in October last year maybe affected uh, yeah. the the amount of... Spectators uh, at the show. Well, all in all, the the show was really fun, and the guys from Benighted knew how to to make everybody laugh and smile, mm-hmm. even though they sing about disgusting shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there like a specific moment that you like the most from uh, from
1: them? <laughs> yeah, but so in this venue, um, there is a big glass wall that separates the concerts area with a um, lounge area. In in this case that was reserved for the bands to uh-huh. to, uh, chill out, to change yeah. and to chill out and everything. And during one song, the guys from uh, the band from UK, they just got up and started yelling through that plexiglass and told, told the other guys to strip. And then the, the guys from united were, were laughing their asses off. <laughs> you can see there was a good vibe during the show. Yeah. show. So it's good to see that um, when you're on tour with so many bands, you still m- manage to... Find the time to have fun and also to show the public that you do not hate each other after so many weeks in the same bus, uh, Uh so many grown men. Oh, the show all in all was good. So I, uh, we, we, we wanted some more songs. They, they just uh, came back with one. They made uh, play the cover by Sepultura. BioTech is Godzilla, Uh and that was it. And we're like, yeah, we want more. Like we're not allowed. We have to change and leave.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And what about the interview?
1: The interview was really funny because um, the interview was supposed to be scheduled at five. And I spoke to Dominic, to the tool manager, and was like, yeah, okay, I might be not able to arrive at five with work and doctors and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be like 5.30 there. And he just replied, fine. Like, oh, fuck. He got upset. (laughs) I pissed off the tool manager. And I arrived there and yeah he was really friendly and really happy and then i discovered that he speaks german and coincidentally i also speak german so the transition was easier, easier. and he 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 was uh, really inviting and um i told the guys if we're going to have an interview we had it in a uh in a coffee shop right across from the venue and i was like yeah okay coffee's on me if we're going to do this interview and we went with julian in this bar called insomnia uh huh so they have a terrace in, inside Uh, You're going to hear a lot of students yelling because uh, they didn't want to go far from the venue. And I couldn't find anything where we can have this beautiful sound. Uh It's like you're going to hear birds chirping and everything. And we're talking about death and gore and people (laughs) showing dead animals to each other. And like, yeah. And (laughs) everybody, yeah. We talked also about the French elections that they're having and everything. But uh, (laughs) I didn't want to put that... On the interview, because I don't know how sensible that whole topic is with with different listeners, so I didn't want to upset.
0: What? <laughs> well, everybody's entitled to have an opinion. if, you even a if it's a political,
1: you, you said that. What now? And then you, somebody sends you a bomb through a mail. Like, ah, what now, Rafa? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, he basically just said, everybody who will be president in France will always be shit because they will continue the same shit that the other person started. So there's actually no political color in France whatsoever. So you have uh-huh. the right extremists and the other ones, but at the end the of the end day, the they're going to do the same stuff. Actually, that's in most countries in Europe, Germany is the same. When when they changed Bundeskanzler, uh-huh. nobody saw... A, Huge difference in the mentality, in the way that because they're not so extreme in the way they think as they are in the Latin countries.
0: Oh yes, they're. like ah, uh, ah, uh. Ah.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we had a lot of fun with Julian. So
0: uh-huh.
1: I still have to process a bit with the pictures, but I think some sometime by the time the podcast get out, gets out, maybe we'll go. They will be already again.
0: linked down there in the show notes. You can watch there actually.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, let's go
0: listen to the interview and we'll return. Sign up. Sign
1: we have the pleasure of talking to Julian from Benighted. First off, thank you for, for the interview.
2: Yeah, it's a pleasure. Hello, guys. Uh,
1: let's start with uh, a kind of different question. After so many years, people still find different ways to uh, to place music like metal grindcore or meth melodic grindcore or shit like that. How would you... Uh, how do you feel that Benighted... Um, or let me rephrase that, do you think that uh, Benighted has a uh, particular sound of its own or, you, or, or do you agree with this type of uh, uh, categorization of, of the music genre?
2: Well, I would say that um, Benighted, our, our spine, I guess, and our roots are in death metal. But the thing is that we never we never just played death metal because um, all the members in United have different influences like black metal, heavy metal, hardcore and also punk punk rock and all this kind of stuff so I guess our music just evolved with the years uh, with the different influences of each musician and I, I would say to, today most of the time people say we are band of death grindcore they always say brutal death grindcore because of all the blast you can find in it but you have to it doesn't really matter for us we we, we, we only we only play this kind of music because of what it is it makes you, uh, it, it makes us feel, and uh, and the efficiency um, Science it got on stage. So, if for uh, for a song, this chorus or this part has to be more black metal for, for the for the atmosphere or more hardcore because it's the time to get effective and let the mush pit start, we, we will do it this way.
1: So, how would you cut, categorize be, Benighted as a music style?
2: I would say we have we we play brutal death grind, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what inspired you to start Benighted so many years ago?
2: Oh, at first, um, our very first influences were Napalm Death, uh, Cannibal Corpse of course and uh, some black metal bands like Marduk because when we started uh, the black metal influences were way more present in our songs and uh, it turned pretty quickly to, 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 to these death metal roots that we found and we found our, our proper sound and our proper ways to to write our music, more more personal stuff. Uh,
1: so you're on tour promoting your new album. Yeah. How's the tour been going now? I think you're past the middle. You still have a few shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, now we have, I think, we have four
2: shows left. It was only a two-weeks tour, so it was not that big tour. But we have we have a very good lineup with the the, the, the Spanish guys from Juan Who are just amazing on stage and outside of stage and uh, also Unfathomable Nation and uh, Homophagia which are two bands I just discovered with this tour, and they are so fucking brutal I love them so So far everything goes amazing we, uh, each night it's crowded people get totally crazy and uh, uh, we have a lot of fun with the boys and uh, I, I think it will it will hurt a bit when it will stop <laughs> in four days because we get so used to each other and partying all night but uh, I think it will be a bit hard to to go back home and go back to reality (laughs) Uh,
1: how was the album Necrobreed received by the public and after I listened to it I almost got the feeling that there is a hidden story behind it
2: ah hidden story Uh, maybe you talk about the concept of the album but so far the the, the, um, the answers and return we got for for Necrobreed are amazing Uh, the the, the limited edition is sold out uh, The the label seems to be very, very happy about all that they sell from us from this new album. So um, I would say personally, I'm very proud of this album because it's the first time we have something so coherent and so so dug so deep in the concept, in the music and making it uh, all this album like like a horror movie, but for the years. And uh, the, the hidden story that's behind uh, Of course it's about psychiatry Because that my, that's my, my nowadays job uh, I work as a nurse in a psychiatric hospital And the, the, the concept of the new album Is about schizophrenia And uh, a man building his own family By stitching dead animals He finds on the side of the road He stitches them on his belly And when, when it starts to burn That he gets infected by the way He deliriously thinks that uh, He gave them birth again So he cut the stitches off and give them a place in his house, you know, and he builds his own family like that because, you know, it's a more, how can I say that, more reassuring family because as soon as you got home, you know exactly where everyone is and at which place, you know. (laughs) I know it's a a love story, you know. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay. Let's go on a happier side now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> That was the happier side. On <laughs> I don't know what catching bad then. <laughs> how do you feel about the uh, internet in the music business with free sharing and... Ah.
2: I, the thing is that I, I find it pretty cool because I discover every day lots of new bands with the uh, internet that makes it so much easier to, you know, to make you an opinion on which band you want to support or not. But of course it has some... Bad sides like for the, the bands who want to really work on their um, on their sound you know take time in studio it's, it becomes very difficult because the, the labels suffer a lot for lack of cities selling and uh, of course they give they give less money to the bands, and people want whatever uh. a very good sound so it, it's a bit difficult for the bands to continue playing. Uh, and making music in the best conditions As the label cannot make money from music anymore It's very, very difficult
1: What would be your favorite song to perform live? I, I mean, a song that when you hear it on stage You go absolutely insane So, that's
2: not from Benighted? Yeah, from I'm ah, from One oh, But my favorite song is Experience Your Flesh That's the song I prefer to sing on stage Because of uh, the big <laughs>
1: That
2: I really love to, to do <laughs> So, yeah, I would say that that's my favorite favorite song.
1: You're almost celebrating 20 years of Benighted. I think yeah. it's next year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So what advice would you give to young bands starting now or tips and tricks to survive in this beautiful music industry? Uh,
2: at first, don't try to live with music because it's so fucking difficult. We, we don't live with music with Benighted. We always wanted to keep it like a, like a passion. We all have a, a, a side jobs. And uh, all holidays are focused uh, for United, so it's very difficult to keep on going through the years. And uh, if I got some advice to do with, for bands that just start, is that start with making a good sound, have some uh, audio stuff to propose to the promoters, and start touring a bit, make some dates, and make your name become bigger and bigger by showing on stage what you're capable of, because. Nowadays it's so easy to cheat by uh, all this uh, you know, li- likes stuff on Facebook and uh, you, see, you, you see bands that have, I don't know, but, uh, four, four hundred fa- thousands uh, of, uh, of likes but you, you never heard about them and when you, you watch their page you see that they, they are uh, in reality followed by, I don't know, maybe uh, 20 people so I would say the proof of a band is on stage before everything
1: uh, how important is a label for a band in supporting the band nowadays?
2: But I guess, I guess it's even more difficult now to get signed on a label. We are pretty lucky, but we are quite old now, you know. <laughs> but we are pretty lucky to have a label that makes a very good promotion and distribution, and uh, people can easily find united uh, albums or merch everywhere in the world. That's the cool part. I think that's where well, I can say we are pretty lucky about it.
1: You hear from time to time comments from people that France has never given us so many big metal bands. I personally think that's a major bullshit statement because yeah. we have you guys, we have Gojira, we have I don't know Blutos Nord Nord, etc. Yeah. How do you how do you respond to this kind of comments when you hear them?
2: I don't I don't mind really. I just do, I just do my stuff. with have been If the people like me, that's cool. If they don't, I just let it fall. In France, we have a chance to have a, a, a huge choice of very good bands in every style. If you want, if you want a very good death metal band, you've got Gorod, Kronos, uh, Black Death, we have Cone who are amazing, and uh, Grindcore, you have Blockade, Inumate, who are just well, the violent, the most violent shit you can find. So I, I, I wouldn't answer this kind of comment, actually.
1: <laughs> okay, so my last question for you. If you could play anything else than what you 're playing right now, yeah. outside the metal genre, yeah. what music would you do
2: um, i you have to i 'm a singer, so I have a
1: very, very, very
2: bad clean voice when i sing <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i don 't know i don 't know i 'm more used to make some dirty stuff with my voice, so maybe maybe some kind of uh, Horror movie soundtrack, you know. <laughs> I think that will fit perfectly outside of Melon. Because I'm, I, I don't see myself uh, singing classic <laughs> of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I guess, yeah. Horror movie soundtrack, the best.
1: <laughs> Thank you for your time and have a great tour. Thank you very much, Daniel. I appreciate
2: it. Sign up. Sign
0: okay, and we're back. After the interview with uh, Julien from Benighted.
1: Told you it's going to be really <laughs> <laughs>
0: weird stuff.
1: That was a bit weird, yeah. But <laughs> well, it's good. I mean... As I told him, a, I don't want to get... I don't want to see him, mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: no. Anything else that we should add after this? Uh, um, um,
1: I don't know. Just, to, just thank you for, for everything... At the guys did also after the shows and they were really friendly, all all the bands with, with all the fans there and taking pictures and signing autographs yeah. and giving out pics and drumsticks and everything. So that's the beauty of that's going really to a small venue.
0: Yeah, Always the relationship between the band and the public is more, uh, more close, more intimate. Exactly. When venues are like this.
1: When they sweat on you in the
0: first row. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me of a very interesting, um, uh, story when I was young <laughs> back in the
2: day
0: well we went to see obituary let me just say this one fast we went to watch obituary that was back in four, I think 1994 I think was yeah so <laughs> comes obituary to the stage and in those times there was no division between the public and the stage we were really on the age mm-hmm. of the stage and you know, with certain things, you know, because in those times I was doing the powerlifting, and I was with other powerlifting friends. Wow. So in the opening band, we were throwing people and <laughs> jumping in the air and whoo, throwing them up and landing on everybody and so on. <laughs> so we managed to arrive to the front. <laughs> Comes uh, John Tardy to the to sing. He starts you know, puts puts the uh, his foot in the. Uh, in the monitor, a friend of mine, because he was with you know, shorts, extends the hand and pulls off hers from his leg. And like, ah, really, they epil- dep- related him like that, and he was just like, ah, I, think the, I think the growl and the scream there was like real for real. <laughs> so now he had he had after that some
1: hairs. from.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean that kind of small experience with <laughs> that warmth
1: <laughs> I was thinking when we say something with, back in my day we should put a jingle with, like we have the sitcom
0: feel. <laughs> <laughs> good idea <laughs> we should prepare that for the next episode
1: <laughs> okay that's it for today that's it for today thank you Love. see you next week uh, see you next week
0: okay uh, remember to subscribe remember to recommend the show if you like it just pass it along, say to a friend,
1: listen.
0: why not to your grandma? Grab your grandma and say, hey, grandma, listen to this podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we talk to you next week.
1: Have a great one, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: All names, sounds, logos, and other related items are owned by their respective trademark and copyright holders. This podcast is a production of Dark Mind Radio. Go to darkmindradio.com to find out more. All rights reserved, Dark Mind Radio, 2017.